Welcome to Thousand Generations Podcast, hosted by Dan and Chad Bohai, a father and son duo committed to pursuing God's dream and desire of faithfulness to Jesus and living to see the gospel of his kingdom pass from one generation to the next, to a thousand generations. Thank you for joining us on our journey as we hope to encourage you on yours. Well, episode two, season five, we're going to just get right into it. We, we uh, started a conversation through the book of Ephesians, and we've made the point of all the riches of what God has accomplished through his son as it pertains to our redemption, our adoption, being seated with Christ in the heavenly places, that through the cross, God is making a new humanity of Jew and Gentile, young, old, male, female, and Paul becomes a servant of this gospel, the the revelation that the good news, Abraham's promise of Genesis 12, has been fulfilled through the gospel, through Jesus Christ, that the nations will be blessed and incorporated in to the family of God. And this last episode, Dad, we we prayed, we, we read, and then you prayed for us, Ephesians 3, 14 through 20. 21. But in this episode, you, you, you mentioned, Chatty, I want to kind of unpack a few principles or points of this prayer. Because again, this season is, we're going to get to the armor of God. But like, we've, like we said last season, last episode, it does no sense you going into the battlefield thinking you're fighting for a victory that's already been won. So we fight from the place of victory through the finished work of Christ and applying all the things that are, that are ours and yes and amen through Jesus Christ. So dad, why don't you walk us through some of the points of that prayer? Well, my opinion is it's the greatest prayer prayed by anyone in the Bible besides Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it's my favorite prayer ever prayed in the Bible. And I love Paul's prayers because he never prays for revival. He never prays for anointing. He never prays for healing. He never prays for the things that we always pray for in our prayer meetings. Mm -hmm. He always prays that we would get what we already have. Yes. Because if we could just believe what we already have, we would start doing it instead of always asking God to help us do it. Amen. So anyway, I'm, wow. I'm, I want to I pack a part, a, a part. Just I just want to highlight a couple words in this prayer we ended on last episode. Yeah. In verse uh, chapter 3, verse 16, at the end of that verse, it says, the, he gives us the spirit in our inner self, so that Christ could be comfortable dwelling in our hearts. Mm. I just want to pack that apart. What does it mean? I'm going to give you a little story. Here's a story. I have Jesus walks up to the door of my house and knocks on the door, and I go, hey, what are you doing here? He goes, mm. you accepted me. The Spirit said he made their house ready so I could make myself at home. Can I come in? Mm. And so I said, absolutely, Jesus, come in, make yourself at home. And so he looks around my house, and he mm. goes, hey, I want your master bedroom. Mm. And I go, wait a minute, I thought guests were supposed to stay in the guest bedroom. And he goes, no, 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 Dan, you told me I could make myself at home. I want to make myself at home. So I said, okay, to my wife, he wants the master bedroom. And she goes, are you sure? Yes, we we accepted Christ. The Holy Spirit gives us power so he can be comfortable in us. Mm. He's already comfortable in himself, but he wants to be comfortable in us. So Mm. we give up that room and we're in the guest bedroom. At five in the morning, he's crying out with a loud voice to his father Mm. the next morning. He wakes us up and we're trying to pray, we're trying to potty train a new potty, new puppy. Hmm. And the puppy, we're trying to get to sleep till sunup, but Jesus is crying out with a loud voice and the puppy's barking. Hmm. So I go take the puppy out 
I go into Jesus and I say, Jesus, is there any way you could like move your prayer time back a couple hours? Mm. And he goes, no, no, Dan, you understand. I need to be comfortable in you. Mm. That's why the spirit moved into you with his power. So I could be comfortable mm. in your skin, in your mm. house. Okay, Jesus. And then we're drinking coffee. And I noticed that Jesus loves lots of cream and sugar and lots of stuff in his coffee. I like black coffee. And, and then like, I didn't know Jesus like this. And mm. then we're sitting in the living room and we have this little glass coffee table. You know, Jesus wears sandals, so his feet aren't clean. Mm. And he puts his feet up on the glass table. Mm. And I look at him and I say, Jesus, we don't do that. And he goes, well, I thought you said I could be comfortable. So that's how the first day went. Mm. The next day, I was already up at five because I knew it wasn't going to change. And he was, yeah, he was crying out. And I felt myself crying out to God mm. at five in the morning because he set the pattern for me. Then he comes to me right after his prayer time and he goes, Dan, I'm hungry. Can we go to the grocery store? Mm. I said, sure. So you want to ride in my car? He goes, well, how else would I get there? I'm in you now. I have to go with you. I said, okay. So we drive in my car. We get to the grocery store. And I think he wants to get healthy food, you know, because he's kind of healthy. He looks kind of lean and I'm <laughs> overweight. You know, I'm, I'm not healthy looking, but he looks perfect. But he goes, no, let's go to the sweet aisle. Mm. And so he's getting Twinkies and cupcakes and cookies and all kinds of sweets, like the whole cart is full of donuts. <laughs> and I'm saying to Jesus, Jesus, wait a minute. Are, do you know what's in Twinkies? And he goes, Dan, are you really gonna ask me that? I know everything. I said, are mm. you sure you're okay? He goes, I can eat anything. No deadly poison can touch me. Mm. I actually believe what the Father gave me. I said, are you sure? He goes, Dan. So as we're walking down the aisles, everybody's looking at me, the overweight guy, and they're laughing about what's in my cart. And Jesus is just like smiling, like, but it's all him. So anyway, we're at the cash register checking out and I'm, I'm handing him all this stuff that I'm kind of embarrassed about because I usually buy turkey sticks and skinny pop and LaCroix and he likes Coke and Sprite and sweets and sugar. And it's just crazy. And we're checking out and the, the checkout lady goes, somebody have a sweet tooth? And I said, it's the guy that's with me. And she kind of laughed and rolled her eyes at him like, really? He's the skinny guy and I'm the heavy guy. Anyway, as I'm checking out, he whispers in my ear, ask the lady if you can pray for her son and her daughter. Hmm. And I go, what do you want me to ask for that for? Well, her son is real into drugs and he's lost his faith and he's really in trouble and her daughter's really sick. And if you prayed for it, it would really encourage her and it hmm. would bring healing and restoration to her family. So I, I leaned into her, I didn't want to make a scene. And I said, ma'am, do you care if I pray for your son and your daughter? I know your son's kind of in trouble with some bad choices and your daughter's really sick. And the lady looks really afraid and she goes, how did you know that? And I said, well, I had this house guest that moved into me and he told me that is, that, is that true? And she goes, it's absolutely true. So I prayed for her and she starts crying. And she, as I'm paying the bill, she gives me my change and she walks out from around the back of the cash register and she hugs me and she says, thank you for praying for my children. Hmm. I had no idea anybody knew. And I said, I didn't know either, but this house guest, I think he knows a lot. And as we're walking out, he's got his arm around my shoulder and everybody's still laughing about all the stuff I bought. But he says, wasn't that fun? I said, Jesus, that was amazing. He said, if you just let me be myself, mm. every day could be like this. Mm. So we get home, we're unpacking the stuff. My grandkids love the way Jesus buys groceries because you know, sure. it's the stuff they like. The next morning, <laughs> I'm up at five again. You know, my dog's getting up earlier now. I'm praying along with Jesus. And he comes to me after his prayer time. He goes, you know, your neighbor just lost her husband to cancer, right? And I go, yeah, how do you know that? He goes, are you really going to go there? You know, mm. it's so funny talking to him. He goes, I want you to take her a check. And he gives me the amount. 
And I say to him, how do you know I can cover that? I don't get paid till the 5th. He goes, are you really going to ask me that? Mm. And so I go over to my next door neighbor and I say, I know that you lost your husband. I've been praying for you and I feel like I'm supposed to give you this check. And she just breaks down crying and she mm. hugs me. She goes, how did you know I needed it? And I said, well, I have this house guest that moved in mm. and he told me to bring you this gift. And she goes, I was getting ready to lose my house in foreclosure. This is going to catch me up for three months. Mm -hmm. And she goes, who's your house guest? And I said, well, his name's Jesus Christ. And she goes, do you think he'd want to move into my house too? And I said, I think he would. And mm -hmm. I went back in and he hugged me. He goes, isn't this fun? And then I thought, what if that's the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit being in us? Mm -hmm. So that Jesus could be himself in us. Mm -hmm. If Jesus could be himself mm -hmm. in us, he could do the same thing through us mm -hmm. that he did through himself. Mm -hmm because we are the body of Christ now. Yes. And so the next little verse I want to highlight before we move on in this episode is that the power in verse 20, that is the same power as chapter 1, 19 said, the power that raised him from the dead. That same power wow. is already working inside our born-again spirit, but it's waiting on us to have enough imagination to ask him to do things that we're afraid to ask him to do. Mm. Our imagination mm. is what limits the power. I think the Bible is the best source of imagination because if we could start believing things that don't seem possible, but they become normal because of the word. Mm. Wow. And so wow. imagination is what unleashes resurrection power mm. and transformation takes off in people's lives. So that's what I wanted to highlight that's at the so end cool. of that last episode. But let's go into chapter four and five as we continue, Chase. Yeah, yeah. And I just, just see... Because if, if you're listening and, you know, I've been hearing my dad say the phrase a lot lately, imagination. Well, I'm just going to read it right here. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. So dad, I just, because we're doing great on time another couple minutes on this episode, more, not, no, I, I was going to say more, immeasurably more than all we could ever ask or imagine. That's the realm we're meant to be living out of, praying out of, believing out of. Like, why has that become so important in your teachings lately to get, I just, I've heard you say the word imagination so much over these last several months as we've been walking together as father and son. Unpack why, why that is such a big deal in your mindset to walk in the supernatural power of God. Because our spirit always believes. Our spirit always imagines. Because mm. our spirit actually has the mind of Christ in it. Yes. The mind that we're born with, the soulish, carnal, human mind, has to be retrained to actually mm. believe at the level that our brand new creation mind of Christ believes at the moment it's born again. And awesome. so what I believe, my personal theology on this is the moment we're born again, the full measure of the man Christ Jesus occupies our spirit. Mm. So we can't get any more living word in us, but mm. it's up to us to put the written word up here. Mm. Which we'll get to here. Yes, and, for and sure. the written word has to get caught up, 
to the living word so that the imagination of what limits. See, in 3 John 2, it says, I pray that you would prosper in all ways and be in health as your soul prospers. So if I can't get my mind to believe what my spirit believes from Ephesians 1 through 3, right. all those things are a reality. Hmm. That's why Paul says, give them revelation. Give yes. them wisdom. Open the spiritual eyes. Because yes. if they don't have the imagination to believe that everything that Christ mm. has purchased is our present reality, we're going to limit the power. Yes. What good is it to have the power of the resurrection if we don't even have an imagination that God even knows where we're at? And so just because this is the, the best story to illustrate what we mean by engaging kingdom imagination, you know, all the gospels have the, the feeding of the thousands stories. Engaging your spirit-filled supernatural imagination would be this is my friend Rick. He uses this one-liner. So many of us are doing faith and life out of five plus two equals seven. That doesn't take any faith or kingdom. That doesn't take any Ephesians 3.20 imagination. But to believe five plus two equals enough for 5,000 plus 12 basketfuls, maybe 20,000 women and children, as I've heard my whole life taught, that's what we're talking about, the immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, that that who is in us and who we are because of who he is and who he's called us to become and to just live out, to become who we are. I saw some church do a sermon series on Ephesians and the subline of the whole series was become who you already are, which is what you just said about Paul's prayer life. He's just praying that they would live out of who they already are, that their soul, their mind, their body, their, their, their lived experience of faith would match what is already true of them in their spirit. So, Lord, I just pray right now that you would take us deeper into this realm of kingdom imagination. That Paul said more than, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power. Lord, I pray you, really we're praying Joel 2, Acts 2, that you would give dreams and visions, that you would raise the bar of our hope, of our anticipation and expectation of the realm of possibility because of who Jesus is reigning and ruling above all the authorities and powers because we're seated there with him in the heavenlies. So Lord, I just pray you would strengthen those listening or watching today with might and with power in Jesus' name, amen.